believe that. I think Stephen here from Casanova can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. But um, this is going to be a special all about the Fourth of July and the parade show. And I'm, I'm really happy to have Jamie Fitzpatrick from the Maui Main Side. She's the op- operations director there um, to call in just to help us remind um, us about a very important fact that our animals are extremely sensitive to the noise of fireworks and um, how we have to really kind of watch out for them and take care of them. Um, Because I guess there was an interesting fact I got from you that more pets run away on the 4th of July than any other time of year. Is that right, Jamie? Absolutely. Nationwide, the 4th of July is the biggest day for pets going missing because uh, they get frightened by the sound of all the fireworks. Um, I would say that probably here on Maui, our biggest, biggest day for that, of course, is going to be New Year's Eve, but second only to the 4th of July. So tomorrow night might be a busy night for some animals. So obviously cats react differently than dogs and birds react differently. So, I mean, I would imagine that most people, well, we can't forget horses because there's going to be the fright and everything coming up. But how how do dogs react to the fireworks? Um, depending on the dog's personality, of course. You know, if dogs aren't well secured and have an opportunity to get out, you know, they would be, of course, more likely to run off to try to escape from whatever is scaring them. And so that's how they'll end up going going off too far and getting lost and not being able to make their way back home to their families. Mm-hmm. And cats would just do what? Hide? Cats are going to be more likely to hide and hunker down um, uh, until the, the worst is over, but they're going through a lot of stress during that during that time period and keeping them safe and secure is going to be really important as well when they might be frightened. And a lot of people have um, feathered friends, parrots, uh, canaries, uh, parakeets, uh, finches and other things. How do birds react? Well, you know, the main thing to remember with all of these guys is that their hearing can be so much more sensitive than ours. So if things are loud and, you know, rocking the walls in in our homes, um, think how much more that's impacting to them. Mm-hmm. I think there's another danger that we have to kind of look at um, on the 4th. If pets run away at night, and there's a chance they can run into the street and get hit by a car. Definitely, and that's one of the big worries. And so that's why keeping pets safe and secure so they can't escape if they get scared is, is really important. But, you know, also being able to have that backup plan so in case they do go missing that we're able to help reunite them quickly and effectively. Visible identification is going to be the most important thing to help these pets find their way back home if they do end up escaping. Um, You know, collar, ID tag, anything like that. And then the backup plan to that, of course, is microchipping, making sure pet has that permanent form of ID that they can't slip off like a collar um, so that if they ever get found by by a a Good Samaritan, get brought into the shelter, get picked up by an officer, get taken to a vet clinic, that microchip number will pop up and we can contact the owners right away to get their missing pet home. You do microchipping at the uh, Maui Humane Society now, don't you? We do, yeah. We offer microchipping here at our shelter. No appointment needed. Folks are welcome to come in anytime we're open to the public. We're here Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., with the exception of holidays like tomorrow. And right now we actually, it's our last day of a big microchipping promotion. We're doing uh, microchipping for half off, so it's only $15 to get a pet microchip through the end of the day today, and we're here until 6 tonight. Um, normally it's $30, and again, no appointment needed. So please feel free to come on in and ensure your pet has permanent identification. And if someone loses a pet um, on the 4th of July, is there anyone there they can call at the Humane Society, or what's the best thing to do if they realize their pets run away? Sure. We actually staff, um, our Humane Enforcement Officers are on duty 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 
So if anyone's pet goes missing, contacting our officers, even if it's in the middle of the night, is a great way to help get these pets reunited quickly. Um, reaching the officers is as simple as calling the shelter, our normal number, 808-877-3680. Extension 211 gets folks straight to our dispatcher. That's important to know because you have a lot of people working in different extensions. So Yeah, so. and when you listen to our voicemail tree, the very first option that comes on there is if you're having an animal-related emergency, and that will get you straight to those officers. And uh, like I said, they're on duty 24-7. Thank you, and I know you're going to be doing a special house clearing coming up um, later on in July, right? Mm-hmm. We've got a bunch of things going on. We've got uh, a really great adoption promotion coming up starting this next week for Kama Aina Kitties and Critters. We're doing two-for-one adoptions on our cats, kittens, and critters like bunnies, guinea pigs, um, and chickens, anyone else who might be here. Uh, So we've got a two-for-one promotion coming up. Right now we're doing our uh, 4th of July promotion, which is I Pledge Allegiance to Adopt. So we've got our (laughs) Wheel of Deals out here. Anyone who comes in to adopt a pet can spin the wheel and maybe win a prize or a discount on their adoption. Uh, yesterday, someone actually spun and got a free adoption. You know what? I saw the Mal Humane Society pop up on the TV last night. The story uh, went to the TV station about how you're saving and raising money to help um, uh, that that darling dog that had a, a problem. Well, there are several of those guys here who are all in need of our help, um, whether they're their extra care is based on medical needs or behavioral needs. So we're working through a bunch of special cases right now. Uh, thank you for all the work that you do. And don't forget, folks, the fur ball is going to be happening in September. Yes. It's going to be a rockin' party, right? Give me shelter. Is that it? Yep. Give me shelter. A rock and roll fur ball. Um, tickets are on sale now, and they will sell out early. So check out our website to get your tickets soon. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to call in, Jamie. I know how busy you all are at the Humane Society. The number there, 877-3680. And if you lose a pet, it's extension 211, right? That's correct. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you calling because I know how hard it is. And we want to be very, very aware of our pets on the 4th of July. Thank you for helping everyone keep their pets safe. Thank you, Jamie. Aloha. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Good, good important news. And um, I know Dwayne... We were talking. We're going to talk about the parade now, and I'm going to go Facebook Live. So if you want to watch this, you can go to Cindy Palos on Facebook and watch it. But it's also important um, because there's a lot of horses that are in the parade as well, right? Yes, this year we have a lot of horseback riders. It'll be really a fun parade to watch, especially if you enjoy the uh, horseback riders. Um, We're going to have three very large sections of uh, horseback riders and. uh, it's going to be, from a spectator's point of view, I think a very awesome parade. I love the way they use the, put, they decorate the horses on the parade. I just love it. It's so beautiful, but they get the flowers and everything, and they decorate the whole thing, and the women are all done up. And, but um, we do want to remind people, um, horses are extremely sensitive. So you don't want to go running out or throwing things and, or making even loud noises or something because horses can shy and they could run away and it, it, it can be dangerous. So um, be polite and considerate to people, to the horses and the, the riders on top of them as well, right? Yes, definitely. We don't want loud noises, balloons, even bubbles can potentially scare these horses. And uh, that's always a concern. So... We do want to let our spectators especially know to uh, try to be a little more quiet and you know, very aware when the horse units come by. But you certainly can wave and applaud. 
Yes, definitely. I think that, that I think the horses actually like the applaud. <laughs> the I plotting. So. I think they actually like that. Uh, Dwayne's been working really, really, really hard on this parade. He's the Makwa Rodeo Parade chairman, and uh, and it really it, it's pretty amazing how many people really are involved in the whole e- event. I think we've got a half of them here um, today in the studio. It's this is quite. I'm just going to let everyone on Facebook uh, see the wonderful people who are joining us here. We got Betsy from the library there. We got Stephen from Casanova and the Mockwell Merchants Association. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> she, she's a no, but I said no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <Yes. laughs> and we also have Floyd from the Mockwell Hagwanji here in the studio. Good to see you, Floyd. You. And we've got um, Betsy from the... the uh, li- Kathy. Kathy. Kathy Nelson. Okay, talking with the microphone, Kathy. There we go. Kathy, Kathy from the Mockwell yeah. Library. I mean, no, uh, you're from the History Museum. History Museum. I can't (laughs) read my sheet of paper while I'm holding this up. And I love that museum. We actually have talked to people about it before here on this radio show. It's an amazing museum, and it's grown quite a bit. So we'll kind of go around the studio, and um, because we want to let people know it's not just the parade from 9 till about 11. There's a lot going on. This is the huge, huge weekend. For the the parade is like the super 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 duper event of country, you know, and and people come in. You've heard about this, Dwayne, right? That people actually come in for this parade. I have had people call me from the mainland, asking me when the parade is because they want to schedule their trip to Maui based on the uh, parade event, as as well as the rodeo. Well, I have to say, there's nothing else like the Makawa Parade. It is about the most hometown parade that you can get. And it kind of really throws back to the, I don't know, like Americana, the early days. And there's everything's kind of nicely decorated. I guess you kind of have to thank, I don't know, you're the one that kind of is in charge of the Merchants Association. But Makawa looks beautiful right now. There's all kinds of beautiful uh, flags up and everything looks really great. So I don't know. How do you go about organizing that, Stephen? Well, we are not exactly in charge of organizing the parade, we need to make our community association in charge of that. Uh, But yeah, all the merchants do their best during this weekend uh, to make uh, the town look uh, festive and uh, and beautiful. I used to say it's for me my 29th parade and I used to say same, same but different because same, same every year but it's always very different, uh, the feeling that comes with it. And I think it really embraces the diversity that Maui is of our community. Uh, the fact that I'm talking with this strong Italian accent and I'm <laughs> the president of the Macaulay Merchant Association is one of the evidence of it. And we're really uh, proud of it, of the diversity of our community. In Ma- and this represented during this parade. Well, and you know, a lot of people like to come early and and get a spot right there. You have one of the prime seating areas prime, right prime there. Prime seating area also. <laughs> and obviously we are going to serve breakfast starting at 7 a.m. And there is other places where you can have breakfast, but the Casanova location is obviously the prime location. Well, I, I guess just is, at is, the is it corner. okay if I mention Paulie's is also doing breakfast Paulie's, at 7 a.m.? Yes, sure. your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, because there is a good reason to come up early that morning, obviously. Though, first, get the best spot where yeah. you're going to spend that to yeah. start enjoying the community because before it starts is when a little chit chat starts and you start <laughs> knowing and f- make friends with the people next to you and uh, you know and uh, appreciate uh, what is the lifestyle of a country Maui 
which is uh, one of the flavors of uh, having a parade uh, is showing off the, for the community. And the horses are definitely uh, the backbone of our community of country. That's what they represent us. Uh, and so I'm very glad. This is also a political year. So expect a lot of politicians. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, I'm always curious to see how they represent themselves. I remember one year, one <laughs> politician was going on a big convertible with girls in bikini. He not, did not get not elected. <laughs> <laughs> he did not make it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I kind of remember that. very interesting. Yeah the way they, they, they present themselves. Yeah, it, no, it is absolutely, truly one of those great, great moments for Makawal. And I think you know, but you've had Casanova there for 30 years, 29 years oh, now? Oh, yeah. Well, we opened the deli in 1986 and the restaurant in 1989. So uh, there's a little history. There's an old legend that lo- might be true about legend. the time. Yes. I am waiting for the moment in which I will be part of the museum as <laughs> being an expo- exposition. There. But there's a story of the time that someone rode, and I think it may have been one of the Baldwins, rode a horse into the restaurant. Is that a true story? Oh, yeah. We have a story of uh, uh, one I don't know has been reported to me that it happened when my place was called Club Rodeo. Uh, the, uh, and, uh, is that uh, true? Uh, you're, you're shaking uh, your head. He can witness that. Is that true? Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Yeah. Uh, I believe one of the ones that rode in there was uh, McCoy Pereira, if I remember correctly. Correct. Wow. But then there was another one that I think is even more interesting. Uh, we had an event uh, filmed by HBO. They were doing a search for the next supermodel, and they uh, took uh, got Casanova to host uh, uh, these uh, amazing young girls from all over the world uh, dancing country western music inside Casanova. And Peter Baldwin uh, thought about coming with his white horses and coming around inside Casanova. And there were two problems. One, the Caesar salad ended immediately because the horses were eating Caesar salad. <laughs> No, no, no. And the other one, my insurance agent almost had an heart attack because (laughs) if one of these horses hurt one of these um, multi-million dollar girls that were sitting there, I have no idea how we're going to cover that. Uh, But that was, I think, in the mid-90s. And Peter Baldwin. You're getting a lot of thumbs-ups on that one. People like that story. A lot of thumbs-ups. That's a lot of thumbs-ups. It's a big story. (laughs) The horses coming through the uh, Casanova uh, and before that, Clebrodeo. Well, there is something about this. You know, and and you're all Makawa people here. You understand. I mean, you know, Floyd there at the Hagwanji, and you, you, there there is this unique flavor, and and it is authentic. That this is you when you're walking around Makawa Street, you feel like you could be in another time and space. You know, right. and that's what makes it charming, right? Right. right. I, I just got a review. You know, every day I wake up with a review on TripAdvisor on Yelp. The one of today was, I love this place. I hope they never remodel because we love it the way it is. And that was a tourist, not a regular place. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's what you experience when you arrive in Makawao. We never remodel. We just give it a coat of paint, maybe, and we make yeah. it look uh, clean and shiny. Well, but we don't remodel uh, Makawao. There's it, been some the historic moments right. there. And that I, yeah. I mean, I saw Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, Mose Allen. Listen, I, oh my gosh, Norton Buffalo, who's now passed away. I mean, some, of course, Mose Allison's passed away too. 
But no, there's been some amazing moments there, and 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 that is, I mean, magical moments really that have happened in that that place. I think so. I remember them all, but yes. <laughs> I might be wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's some some great ones, and you're going to yeah. do music again. Sure, we do music all the time for that weekend. On Friday night, we have Roots in Creation with the uh, reggae band and Cowboy Diggs reggae, I find out. They were really very powerful. And Saturday night, instead, a more uh, traditional country western Americana with Weatherly Wainwright. And the whole thing is going to be ended with Sunday afternoon, just when the rodeo ends, uh, with Soul Kitchen, now the most popular band in Maui, that is going to be part of the uh, uh, Sunday afternoon live in Macau. Uh, to close the festivity and the events. Well, live music is very important. You know I've always supported live music. I know. And it's great to have that there. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) And and I want to bring Betsy in a little closer here, and we'll bring over the mic for for Betsy. Betsy's with the Makawa Library. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's such a great place. I mean, it really, you know, number one, oh, I hope libraries never go extinct. Oh, no, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> not with not if the numbers at Makwa Library are. You're busy, a, huh? Yes, we are as busy as Kihei Library and Kahului Library. The numbers are, and you could fit a, two or three of us inside those larger libraries. But upcountry people read, and they love their library, and we're really grateful. We have a great time. And libraries today aren't like libraries yesterday. Libraries have have changed with the time, thank God, but still have books. Books have not gone out of style. Oh, no. The the books are coming in and out the door constantly. Um, But we also, of course, have the digital digital items as well. And people are reading and listening to books on their phone or on their different tablets, and they go back and forth. And through with your library card, you can access all of those things for free. And, you know, so a lot of my day, in addition to helping kids find their books and this and that, um, it's, uh, you know, showing people where to click to to get their (laughs) free access to amazing digital information. What kind of digital things do you have available now? Oh, uh, audiobooks. Lots Yay. of audiobooks. That's super popular with uh, uh-huh. young and old. I love it because my eyes get tired at the end of the day, so I listen <laughs> to the book. Now, do they have to be there? They have to be there listening to the audiobook in the library? Oh, no, 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 no. no. It's uh, you, with your library card number, you can be on your phone or on your computer anywhere in the world, and anywhere in the world, and with your Hawaii State library card number, you can be downloading free uh, audiobooks wow. or ebooks. Um, oh, that's just wonderful. for being a member of the Hawaii State Public Library System. Oh. You know, sometimes I, I go visit family anywhere in the world, so you don't have to physically be here. You just have to belong to this library, which we do as, as residents. We all get a free library card, and so you have free access to amazing amount of digital material. Completely so I, free. And you know you've done some really great events. I know George Kamoko's been there a few oh, times, yes, right? Yes, and to celebrate played. our Hawaiian, um, a Hawaiian garden, a native Hawaiian garden that we're cultivating and growing. And uh, so we had a wonderful event there, and George came and well, he thought he was there to plant mostly. So he <laughs> well, that's a, what he loves. He brought a bunch of wonderful taro and stuff. Of course, he sang and talked, and then but he then you know he said ah you know threw away his guitar and rolled up his sleeves and he got everybody sweating and digging. So <laughs> you're planting a, the garden. It is wonderful. Yeah, yeah And so, so you know this. You know how busy it's been. You've been there on the fourth of oh, July, yeah. which is really the parade is on the seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone wants to get their spot, and you're a prime spot right there, right? 
Oh yeah. So um, what are what? And of course, there's only a limited amount of spaces, and I'm sure you have to be careful about the spaces. So what's the proper way and etiquette to be aware for the library and the fourth the Fourth of July parade on the seventh? Oh well, um, well the library doors open at nine thirty, and so um, people who are using the library. Um, can park in the library, mm-hmm. and so, um, but you know, there are only a few spaces, so yeah. it's you know, it's first come first serve, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, when you arrive there, there's a, a lot of things that are uh, that you want to do right there at the library. Um, the face painting for the cakey starts at seven thirty. Well, it's early. It's good. Yeah, seven thirty to nine thirty, and wow. that's going to be with uh, Jolie the clown, Jolie Strickland, who she uh, she's an upcountry neighbor. And wonderful, wonderful children's performer, and she'll be doing face painting. And then when she finishes at 9.30, then the Maui Friends of the Library show up outside the library for their annual book sale. And they're there 9.30 to 3. And these guys are amazing. They, um, you know, books for 50 cents a dollar. And not only do they sell books, when when they have their special book sales outside the library, they always give away free books for Keiki. So every child who visits the sale will get at least one free book. Isn't that great? They're so generous that, you know, you kids end up with more often <laughs> you know and, and, and you know you have these images of reading uh, a book to your child before you go to sleep at night oh. it wouldn't be the same with an e-book would it <laughs> it just you know, is something about handing the book and i don't know every everybody only, says that to me you know yeah. there's you know the e-books have their place and they're all it's oh really i know convenient. i've got five books out and i've got e-books but it's not the same as far as children's books with pictures especially oh, you gotta yeah. have the pictures the, right the the richness of the images the size of the page yeah. you know and and also the way children's books are uh children's authors are so artful there's different textures to the pages sometimes mm-hmm. and uh you know kids and and adults spend huge amounts of times just diving into the images so Mm -hmm. um you you want the thing you can open up on your lap you know so so Mm -hmm. starts there at about 7 30 yeah for the face painting if you want to have your cakey all painted up and i imagine red black white red white and blue is going to be the major colors right I'm sure. I'm sure. I am sure. But, you know, it's, it's Makawao, so anything goes. Anything. <laughs> oh, I say we have a new motto for Makawao, Stephen. Yeah. Vegas has its motto. What happens in Vegas stays in ba- Vegas, and now Makawao, anything Rainbows goes. Rainbows are our Rainbows and, and anything goes, I think, kind of covers that, right? I think Double we, meaning here. I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's true. And, and it's been interesting because the, the Makawa parties have, have really brought new people up as well to Makawa. Yeah, the Makawa Merchant Association, of which I am the president by default or by <laughs> age, because I'm the, you know, I'm the oldest business owner in Makawa. Not. Uh, Komoda is obviously uh, in the Hall of Fame, so Not. they don't count. But besides I, I, that, I'm, I'm the shocked. I one. really yeah, am. Yeah. I, I still look okay. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was, I was just saying that the Makawa Merchant Association, since five years now, is uh, organizing the third Friday party, which in my view is not just a commercial event, uh, is not, in fact, is a non-profit, but it brings the community together once a month and the family together. One of the 
few things I miss about Italy is the plaza, the mm. place where you go mm -hmm. at night uh, or in the evening, yep. and you just meet people there. Right. You don't have to have a date. You go there and you meet people. Right. That once a month, we have it in Macau on third Friday, uh, you go there and you meet people mm -hmm. that you don't see since a while, and it's always a, a great event. Uh, and there's always music, good music. And again, we bring the music, music and, and the children and the corner. Yeah. Uh, we, we really... Uh, started uh, something and not just Macau obviously the whole <coughs> island did that we need to give credit to the fact that this event once a week happened all over the island yeah. and so the, the community goes beyond just driving somewhere uh, but uh, for a date or for something, you just meet there without really knowing what is going on and what you're going to meet. But uh, knowing just knowing you're going to have a good time. time. And yeah. another thing of this Friday party that it really started the new business, the food truck business. That's true. Uh, it's amazing yeah. how the, the food truck now they know that every week uh, they have a place where they can sell their uh, their fare. Yeah. Um, I don't look at that as a competition from with my restaurant. <coughs> it's a totally different experience uh, to eat and dine in a restaurant right. as you eat from a food truck. But really, that created uh, for a lot of uh, young people the opportunity to be their own boss, their own chef and cooks and to sell their, their, their food. And that's uh, has been a byproduct of these Friday events that I think is very commendable. Uh, I, I agree. It, it created a lot of uh, new small business owners that uh, are working hard and we mm -hmm. want to support them. Well, and there's some lovely businesses in uh, the, in Makawa that have survived the years, years, of course. Absolutely. Your, your, your Pana, your sweeties, um, beautiful Ma Maui Han Hans location Maui has been Hans there. Maui is across the street from Right Makawa. across the street. And, and, um, uh, my wife, Pana and think of Komoda Bakery. Komodo Bakery is the legend, obviously, and you better go in line, online early because they sold out every, almost every day they're open, and they're, uh, 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 what to say about Komodo? Uh, it's it's, a, if, it's if a landmark. If you it's like the sweets, that's the place it, to go. There's no uh, other place like Komodo But the like whole town, it, it's kept, as we said before, this flavor, even if sometime with this business go and another business comes around, but the flavor stays the same. Yeah. Talking about flavors, uh, the Makawa Merchant Association is organizing a chili cook-off and is going to be in the Maui Hands parking lot just across the street. What time uh, are you uh, kicking off the chili kick-off? Uh, <laughs> the, the chili cook-off will start uh, immediately after the parade and there is going to be a contest in which people are required to vote for the best chili. We have seven different makers of ah. chili and the uh, uh, you want me to tell yes, you which kind please. of chili we have? Well, we have uh, Maui Hands in our gallery, uh -huh. and the chef Lauren Fowler, and expect a very artsy chili. An artsy um, chili. An artsy chili. Casanova, obviously, the chef Lorenzo Avella, <laughs> uh, Avella will uh, test himself with a very Italian chili. I want you to see, I want to see a sculptured chili that uh, you make. Okay, can you make a sculptured chili? <laughs> uh, it is going to, okay, we could try that. Uh, droplets, Beate is. Sykes, that is a very wonderful shop for ch uh, children, would make uh, a chili, especially thinking about children. Fleur de Lay, Nancy Schitz, the owner, will make a chili very elegant, as elegant <laughs> as her shop. Honey House, Kather Kaiser, will make a chili obviously on the sweet side. Uh, collection, Joanne, very classy. You can expect the classic <laughs> Very classy. She's her. been around there uh, for a long time, for too. For a long time, yeah. yes. And it's uh, one of the landmark, I yeah. would say. If we can call uh, a clothing store a landmark, yeah. well, they deserve to be it because they have to reinvent themselves and still be in touch with what is their regular patrons are. It, it's an art. It's and true. We need to give credit 
uh, to collection and other and uh, and still maintaining store. the flavor of mako the uniqueness right the, the unique and yeah uh, and finally the last chili will come from cruise ship centers of maui and that probably is going to be what to say fluid considering <laughs> they are about the cruise <laughs> very chili. very well put so for only one dollar is like the dollar one dollar you can test seven different chili Whoa. and vote for it and we can have prizes for and the best chili uh, what so time does that start again we start uh, immediately after the parade the testing starts so around then, 11 maybe uh, it, it, what time? it depends how long the parade is. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably about 11. That's a good estimate. Right. Yeah. We, we try to stretch this uh, big event. Uh, mm -hmm. Usually in the past, uh, immediately after the parade, People everybody just leave. was going around. Exactly. So we have these kind of little events like the chili cook-off and, again, mm -hmm. food truck on the other side. So like it's a festival. invite the, the people to stick around and it's enjoy the town and, uh, and be with us for a few hours uh, before going to the Rodeo if they want to go there or, or what else. You know? I think it's so a brilliant we, we idea. We just want to give something more to do for the people that are there. And most of all, go and visit the our biggest little museum in the world. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love this museum. And when did the museum actually get started? It started on Makawao Avenue in the location of Driftwoods in November of 19, uh, excuse me, 2013. So we've been there almost five years. Wow, I remember when it started. And, and there's a place where, because as we've been talking and, and, and explaining, Makawao is a very unique place, but there is a history. There's mm -hmm. a history there that's unique. In fact, the theme of the parade this year is the Paniolo Parade. And that's, Paniolo Country, yes. That's, that's really part of the whole uh, history as well. Do you have? Um, do you cover the history in the, of the Paniolos in the Makawa Museum? Yes, we do. In fact, right now we have an exhibit. In refer in actually, it's starting off the rodeo, but it's called If, if Saddles Could Talk. I love that. If Saddles Could oh Talk. Oh, my gosh. What a great idea. I, if Saddles Could Talk, what, <laughs> what an amazing story they would have. They'd probably com be complaining. There are <laughs> stories on the wall that, that each saddle has told a story. So wow. it's, really, it's really fun. It's wow. Really fun. Now, now, you actually have some of the saddles there? Just yes, pictures? Yes, we, we have three saddles there on uh -huh. display. And I'm not sure exactly where they came from, but there's three stories from those saddles. Wow, how wonderful. Yeah. What are the stories of the saddles? Well, it, I, I guess I, I didn't think about getting a copy of it, but each saddle has a story, kind of like you know, trips to the Haleakala Crater, uh -huh. trips to just various things that they yeah. do. I, I just read them yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to finish reading all of it. So it's it's this is... Um, where would you tell people exactly where it's located? You're down from the Rodeo General Store. Yes, we're just just a little ways down past the General Store. Actually, it's the adjacent building that used to be Aloha Cowboy. Okay. It's now home by nature. We're okay. right next door. Mm -hmm. So you can't miss us. We have a cowboy standing outside sleeping. Oh, one of those? Yeah. Is it? Is it up from it's, the it's ranch? A, is that no, one of the no. ranch? Oh, it okay. Was, it was donated to us from Aloha Cowboy when they closed. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. It's just a cardboard cutout. Uh -huh. so, so tell me, you're going to have a big pancake breakfast right there? Yes, we are sponsoring our second annual pancake breakfast. The location will be at Habibi, which is just up the street between, actually it's right next to the Rodeo General Store. They're going to be furnishing the equipment for us to cook the pancakes and Portuguese sausage. It starts at 7.30, from 7.30 to 9, and it's $5 for a plate of pancakes and Portuguese sausage. That's a really good deal. Yes. Wow. 
and they're really good. It went off really well last year, so we decided to make it our annual fundraiser. Do you know how much you have to cook? I mean, what did you do last year with the volume of business? I um, don't remember how much, but we we sold a lot. We ran out of everything. Yeah, I can imagine. We ran out of all the batter, so hopefully they utilize that and going to have more batter this year, but we'll see. So are you still kind of going around trying to collect um, some of the historic items for the museum? I know you don't have a whole bunch of space and it can easily no, get full. No, we don't usually have, we don't have enough space to keep them there, but we are always interested in any artifacts mm-hmm. and uh, actually they can contact the museum to tell us what they've got, and we can give them information who's, who to call. I don't mm-hmm. have the contact information with mm-hmm. me right now, but they can always contact to let us let them know what, what they have to get donated or loaned to us. Well, I have to say, I always love looking at old pictures. Yeah. And, I mean, it amazes me when I look at, at what the area looked like before. Do you have some great old photos there? We've got a few photos of some of the shops that were in town originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not as many as you would think, but we have a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a wonderful thing, and it's um, something people really should go in. Yeah. To hear. What we're trying to get across here, if people haven't quite picked up on, is get there early. <laughs> get there. <laughs> yes. One of the messages we're trying to convey here is that this is a street party. There's things going on everywhere right i mean so you really in this particular situation you want to get there early lots of reasons why i'm going to let Dwayne kind of explain the reasons mm-hmm. why because number one i think one of the people people have realized over time it's important to get a parking space yes definitely uh there's some parking in town and around the streets area but we do have parking for spectators up at the oski rice arena and parking there is free and there's also a shuttle. I didn't know the parking was free. Yeah. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's a good okay. deal. Yeah. I mean, because really, most of the times you go to these festivities and events, there's there's a charge for parking. So then you go, You can, what time can you start parking up at the Oski? People like a thumbs up on that. What time do you uh, start parking at the Oski Rice Arena? They can start at 7. That's when our shuttle begins. So there's going to be Roberts Hawaii bus shuttles bringing people down to uh, Makawa Town, and they will also be there to take them back. Uh, that's that's handy. Otherwise, you got a, a little bit of a walk up that hill. Definitely. <laughs> but I think the You'd shuttle You'd work off back. your pancakes you ate. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the last shuttle back is 1 o'clock. Though. Where's the shuttle back going to be located? Uh, the, I believe it's going to be by the county bus stop right by Casanova's. Yeah. Is that is that right? Yeah? Yeah. We yeah. Have a, that's, that's important to know. So that's good. And um, so so this is a good idea. There's also Eddie Tam Gym. Is is that for participants um, down there at the Eddie Tam Gym? Eddie Tam Gym is mainly for participants, but it's also for spectators. Um, we will have a shuttle there, which will bring people to the staging areas. So if you're a spectator, um, if you want to come to the staging area, then you catch that shuttle. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, uh, it's mainly for participants as far as that shuttle goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that one is 7 to 8.30. Oh, that's good. And, and of course, people in Mokwa kind of know their secret secret parking spots as well. <laughs> I want to bring Floyd into the uh, the picture here, too. Uh, Floyd is the president of the Mokwa Hagwanji. And um, they just celebrated, was that 110 years anniversary? Uh, the church actually started in 
Paia, 110 years ago. But Makuahongaji was constructed in 1970. And it, it was a help of the community. You had some people donate the land there, right? Uh, yes. It, there were uh, several Japanese uh, uh, members that had the property, but because of World War II, they had to kind of lay low. And then when Paia, Hongaji had to close because Paia Town was closing up, they donated the land so that we could they could build a uh, church uh, and relocate from Paia. So, so Floyd brings up uh, an important thing that, I mean, I think we're just realizing that the 150th anniversary of the Japanese in, uh, in, in Hawaii was just celebrated this last uh, month. And there were a lot of beautiful um, events surrounding it, including our friends at the Nisei Veterans Memorial Building. But there is this history you know, that, that was experienced um, with the Japanese-American here in Maui as well as in Oahu, of course, and other areas there of, of having to, to kind of lay load, and, um, which is like now more and more people are beginning to hear the whole real story of the 442 and everything that happened. Um, yeah, that, that, that was an amazing story of heroism and dedication and loyalty that was created. Um, so, and it, it, you know, this is all part of our history, and that's part of, I'm, I don't know if it's ever covered in some of the museums, but I know the Nisei Veterans Memorial um, Museum is amazing on that. So you have, an, a, you have two days, not one, but two big days. And, I mean, some amazing background on this is that people um, it, who know about the rummage sale and uh, the garage sale, what kind of rummage sale and more, right, on Saturday, you have the sale and Sunday morning, and people get there early because they know that there's no deals in the world like the deals they get at the Makuahongwanji. We have people that come as early as 4 o'clock in the morning. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they know because, it, you know, the doors open at w- 7. At 7. 7 to 2. But they know the good stuff goes fast, right? Uh, Saturday is our garage sale. It continues on Sunday, the garage sale. And we have our bazaar. That's where we sell the food stuff. Wow. Our famous hard-to-beat chaofan. Oh, yeah, you got the chaofan locked up. That's for sure. Um, yeah, you had a chaofan contest like they have the chili cook-off. Chili cook you got to have a chaofan cook-off. Wouldn't that be interesting to see? But, no, you, you're definitely legendary there. So, so tell me, um, on Sunday morning, People get there super, super early, right? Super early. So, Four o'clock. But you don't even open the doors till seven 6? O'clock. <laughs> yeah. 7 o'clock. Yeah, 7 o'clock. And so then once you got going, what do people rush for? What's the most popular thing? Well, Whatever's a good sale. <laughs> it's a good deal, right? Well, you have regular people that goes out uh uh, um, garage sale, and so they know what they're looking for, and they go straight in and they look around and they, <laughs> and they, they see what they need and they just go for it. Right? I heard some things go for as cheap as twenty five cents. If there's items you're, oh, you're we selling. Have, we have cheaper than that. You <laughs> how can you have cheaper than twenty five cents? That's <laughs> we have ten cents. You have ten cent deals. Uh, wow. We also have some. Uh, mm, Valuable time items that uh, you know you can buy that maybe a, a, a something that 
real old, older than Steve. Oh, older than Steve. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we have furniture, and of course, we have a lot of dishes, utensils, pots, pans. Um, that clothing, we have a lot of lots a lot of clothing. Of clothing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, if you're starting off in a home and you need dishes, chinaware, we mm. have that too. So, you know, come on down. We have children toys, and we also have books. Who who does the donating? Where do you gather all of these items for your rummage? Famous, I might say, famous rummage sale. Uh, well, it's known throughout the, the island, <laughs> yes. so they bring it over to us and uh, you know share their uh, assets before, mm-hmm. and now they no no longer need it. So instead of just throwing it away, you know they give it to us so we can. Uh, you know, uh, fundraise. So you've got quite a spot there. You got about over an acre, about an acre and a half up there. Well, prime we have property. The, we have the main temple, the social hall, and in the back is our residence uh, for the minister. On next door to us, we just bought the property about ten years ago, and we have uh, the use of it for uh, the parking. And now we have some uh, peach trees. For oh. pickled peaches, oh. and we just started to. Uh, we're going to construct a, a, a rental unit in the back to help support our temple. Well, isn't that something? I mean, gosh, it, it is really an historic part. And when anyone is, in, I've been in the parade myself, in the parade many, many times, and you can always see the people lined up there, every single inch. Uh, right in front of the Makawa Hagwanji is loaded with people looking down, waving. I mean, and it goes about three or four people deep, and right? And this is, this is the first year Makawa Hagwanji will be participating. Oh, well, you're going to have a float or walking, or what are you going to do? Well, if you call our children's <laughs> red wagon, <laughs> decorated, yes, we have a float. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'll be having our... <laughs> affiliated organizations, the Cub Scouts and the Boy Scouts and uh, church members. Aww. But I, you mentioned the word parking, and I need to share the appreciation on the fact that every third Friday, Hong Guanji mm-hmm. uh, opens up his doors and offers parking there. Wow. Are you going to do that towards over the parade? Are you going to be offering Well, parking the parking the- is primarily for our garage sale okay. uh, um, uh, uh, customers. Uh, we do have people that come in and, and stay and <laughs> just uh, stay for the parade, yeah. but <laughs> then they realize that they can't leave <laughs> until the parade is over. <laughs> so there are customers of ours. <laughs> well, that's a good point that we have to remember as well. You know, I mean, if you're planning to do that, you know, you got to stay. Now, tell us, Dwayne, because this is important too about um, the traffic and and how long and and when the road closures are. It's a very important point because some people still, after all these years going, I didn't know the road was going to be closed. I don't know how they couldn't know, but some people say that. Right, yeah. The county just put up on Mako Avenue coming from Pukalani one of their uh, electronic signs. So that's really good. But basically Baldwin Avenue from Makawao Avenue down to the end of uh, Makawao Town by the steakhouse, that will close about 8 o'clock because the stick horse race for kids starts at 8.30. And then uh, Makawao Avenue itself will close at about 8.45. 
and the lower end of Baldwin all the way down to the cemetery will close about 8.30. Mm-hmm. And just so that people understand that the roadway from Baldwin up to the cemetery will remain open the whole time. Mm-hmm. So people that want to go and visit, yeah, that roadway will oh, still be open. That's good to know. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to go off Facebook Live, but we're going to continue here because I'm going to get a call and you wouldn't be able to hear the call or see the call, I guess, on Facebook. But So we'll uh, post that here, and then we're going to be talking also to someone else um, involved in the stick horse race. Now, tell, us, tell me a little bit about the stick horse race and a little of the history with the stick horse race because uh, this has kind of been – I remember, gosh – when they polys and, and we want to do thank polys because I know they help out and they support it. But I remember one year they had those entries and it was going on and it was just like a trip. It was amazing to watch the stick horse race. Yes, uh, Reen uh, Wineland, she's the one that coordinates it now, and she'll be the one calling in. But basically, the stick horse race started way back with uh, Gary Moore when he had his silver sword stove. Oh, I remember those, yeah. And I think the stick horse race might be into its 20th plus year already. Um, it's gotten to be a big thing. Yes, yes. Uh, Can we get in close to the mic and share. Tell us, I, I, Betsy said, mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty interesting to see how the stick horse race thing has taken off, right? It's become a really big part of the parade. And I believe Reen told me, Renee told me last year was their biggest uh uh, number of participants ever, so it's growing. It's a growing. Uh, do you event. have to bring your own stick horse? We recommend that they do. We do have some to pass out, but if you have your own, by all means, bring your own. And uh, even adults are. Do you want to join? Betsy's nodding her head here. Bring that well, mic I in think close. It's wonderful how people decorate their stick horse. Oh, do they? It's really cute. Oh, it's yeah. It's very creative. Very expressive. All ages. Yeah. Yes, well, uh, I, uh, is there an age limit on that? There is no age limit. Adults can participate as well. <laughs> I've seen them as young as two and three, three and four. Re- seriously, yeah. is that yeah. true, Kathy? And we have some of the original stick horses in our little corral in the museum. Oh, too, do you? Donated to us or loaned to us by Charlene and Teresa Thompson. Oh, I love the Charlene yeah. Thompson, Thompson Ranch, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so those are kind of neat to see. You can tell they're old. <laughs> well, you know, if you think of it, my gosh, if they're handmade and specially decorated, those are, you know, honorably, honorably could be called antiques in time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I know they're over twenty years old. Wow. So, so that's a folk art, really. You know? Yeah. Yeah, right, Marvel. exactly. Well, we were just mm-hmm. talking about your Renee's on the phone. We were just talking about the stick horses and how the stick horse race began. I'm glad you could call in. Hello, Renee. Hello, how are you? I'm great. So how did the stick horse race begin? Well, the stick horse race began about 10 years after the rodeo started. And it was the brainchild of uh, Gary Moore and Teresa Thompson. Uh-huh. And they started the race because the children were so antsy about wanting to have something happening, and there was nothing happening. They were just waiting for the parade to start because they have to get there early. So they got together and got um, students to make stick horses out of brooms and rakes and all kinds of things. So that's how it actually began. That's that's really interesting because we were just saying how people now have gotten to the point where they decorate them and make them kind of unique and special. Yes, yes. We actually have a new posse this year. Um, we created it a couple years ago because 
unfortunately, our older stick horses were getting kind of tired and their eyes were falling off. And oh, no. Was... <laughs> well, that, you know, it's hard to have a blind stick horse. And, you yeah, know, so think... it's really hard to have yeah. a blind stick horse. So we do, we do have a new posse, but we do ask that anyone who has their own stick horses to please bring it because we only have a limited amount of, you know, stick horses that we loan out every year. Mm-hmm. How, now, where does the stick horse race start from? The stick horse race, race starts right in front of Design Wahini. And there's registration table there. I'll be there. Um, BC uh, is always our MC for the race. And my sister Christy, she starts the race off by ringing uh, cowbell. So <laughs> we will be... <laughs> We will be located directly in front of Designing Wahini, which used to be Gary Moore's old store. So there's no starting gate? There's no starting gate, but Beefy gets <laughs> all of the kids lined up. Uh, the kids go first? The kids, well, yeah. The parents can go with the kids. Um, uh-huh. Adults can run if they'd like. I think there and have been do. some. I mean, <laughs> we were just talking about that. So is it, it is open to all ages? It is open to all ages, yes. Okay. We do cut off, uh, though, for the, we do a drawing for a beautiful buckle, and it's the Gary Moore Memorial Stick Horse um, buckle, and we've been doing that. I've been doing the stick horse race ever since Gary passed away, and when I had Aloha Cowboy up in Makawal, I always produced a memorial buckle, and Gary Moore always said that it's not who crosses the finish line first, Everyone's a winner that runs, so that's why we do a drawing. Because you've that's got nice. That's yeah. nice. Next to twelve year old. So it's a drawing. It's not who finishes it. That that, that is no, really fun. No, because the twelve year old outrun the little two year old. Uh, you know. So t- so how many people enter now? Last year we had record breaking numbers. Last year we had seventy riders. <gasps> oh, wow. Seventy yeah. in the rain. Seventy in the rain. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh, that's huge. Yes. What I'm, you know what I'm. My breath is taken away. I, I thought you were going to say fifteen, twenty. You no, know, no, no. It's really grown in popularity, and we have. That, we have that's a lot bigger than, than the Kentucky Derby. I just have to tell you. <laughs> yes, that is true. Wow. And we do we do have prizes for everyone that we give out. And so, you know, it's just a labor of love. We've been doing I've been doing this for over ten years now. Well, I you know what, it obviously has struck a chord. You know, I think there's yes. obviously when you're getting seventy people entering and again this is another reason, folks, we can all understand you can't provide seventy stick horses to people. <laughs> that, no, would, no. that would take our, up a huge room. Posse is about forty. Uh-huh. Um, and but knock on one every year we've never run out of stick horses, and if some of the children want to run with their parents without a stick horse, that's okay too. Oh, but we've never run out of stick horses, so you know. And the who? Sun is shining on us. <laughs> so who cleans up after the stick horses? All these eighty stick horses are running up the road. It's oh, a mess. We, you know, sometimes we do have to call in the street <laughs> Well, we're just about out of time, but I am so glad that you were able to call in, Renee, because you've been a part of the history of the parade as well, and, and you certainly know we've been talking uh, this whole hour about how, how important and part of the community it is and how I love to see how it's blossomed and grown and, and how everyone embraces it. it it's, it's my, I have to say, people, I'll get in trouble if it's my favorite parade. 
Oh, I, I know there's other parades. I know that, folks. I'm going to get in trouble with the Louis Freak. But <laughs> but no, there are other parades. But this is my favorite parade. There's nothing my else. Favorite too. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing else like the the Muckawow parade. So, um, yes. and I love to see how it's grown. So get there. You know, for the people who want to they get need, there, yeah, what time they should get they get there? Eight o'clock to sign up. Okay. Mm-hmm. We need to get their name in for the drawing, and then the stick horse race starts at eight thirty. Okay, but eight o'clock is is a time to. They should see who. They'll come right. There'll be a table set up right in front of Designing Wahini. Okay, the and table. I, I will be there, and we have a whole team that comes every year to help sign the case in. Wonderful. Well, gosh, thank you, and congratulations on seeing that whole thing grow. It's that's fantastic. You could do the Guinness Book World Records for the largest sick horse race. I bet. <laughs> You might just. Probably could. You probably really could. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to see you at the parade, okay? Okay, all right, and happy 4th of July. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Aloha. You're welcome. Imagine what it'll be with no rain. (laughs) Well, we don't know what the weather's going to be like, but as Dwayne was saying, (laughs) this is still. This is this is part of the parade as well. I mean, the yeah. parade's gone on rain or shine all these years. You, exactly. You've seen it. I mean, right, we've seen it in rain, and we've seen it. You've seen it too, right? Oh, it's, it's, And isn't that part of Makawao, right? Because right. you just never know. You know, sometimes you have a little blessing rain. Sometimes it's real rain. Sometimes you have both. I've seen it where it's brilliant blue skies, and then we get a little rain, and then it clears up again. So that, But it, that's Makawao, right? It's part of being under the rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, that that is no, that's really, really true. So I, I'm just kind of recapping here, folks. Get there early. Um, you can park up at starting at seven o'clock at the Oscar Rising and get a, a shuttle down and take a shuttle from right near Ca- Stephen at Casanova's okay. place and and take it back up to the thing. But hang out, d- get there early, have fun. You know, whether it's a pancake breakfast or the getting signed up for the stick horse race. Um, whether you're going to go to Stevens and have a lovely breakfast there, or whether you're going to go to Polly's, um, whether you're going to do the that one at you know lovely face face painting at face painting at, at seven thirty, and then also I forgot to mention from nine thirty to three inside the library we have cakey crafts, including oh. for cakey decorating their own mini stick horse. Oh really? Yeah, so oh my gosh! Hats that you can decorate with flowers and oh and I love stars that Betsy. So, so you that, can do a whole cakey crafts in, inside. Yes, yes. From 9.30 to 3, same time as the, my friends, the library book sale. Wow. And so that's, you know, a chance to kind of come inside. Sometimes kids want to settle down and do something a little quiet. But so we have little mm. crafts that are related to the whole theme. And don't forget the pancake breakfast and Kathy Nelson at the History Museum. Stop on by, check it out. It's a part of the Makawa history, right? Yes, we have pre-order tickets available at the museum for $5. Or you can get them at the, at the door at Habibi. The day and of. Don't forget to stop by Saturday and Sunday. I Me mean, just camp out. Yeah. Camp out in the parking lot. <laughs> the we've, also got, we've also got the rodeo t shirts available at the museum. Oh, too. I love so, that. Yeah. I want yeah. one of those. Yes. So I will stop by before they, they run out. And they are good looking shirts as well. Thank you. Yeah. Very good looking. I love them. Well, that's all the time we have. I want to thank you all for coming. We'll see you at the parade. Happy fourth. See you in Macau. Yeah. <laughs>